Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio, your community radio station. Visit varadio.org for more information on Vision Australia Radio and our podcasts. Let's catch up with David Locke. David is the Ombudsman, in fact, the Chief Executive Officer for the Australian Financial Complaints Authority. David, lovely to meet you and thanks so much for your time. Well, great to meet you as well, Peter, and lovely to have a chance to talk to you and, and talk to all your listeners as well today. Yeah, well, you're not scary, are you? Uh, I try not to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not to the individual, perhaps more <laughs> to uh, some of the financial players. So well, let's talk about that. Uh, what, what do you do? What's your sort of role and um, where do you sort of come into the picture of people who've got some issues with their uh, banks or insurance companies or uh, financial institutions? Yeah, well, thanks, Peter. We're, we are the uh, ombudsman service for the whole of the financial services sector. So what that means is if you as a consumer or a small business owner have a dispute with a bank, insurer, a life insurer, superannuation fund, financial advisor, then you can come to AFCA uh, and we work with you and the financial institution to try and resolve the dispute. And if we're not able to resolve it, then we will investigate it. We'll make a, a recommendation or a determination as to what we think is fair in all the circumstances of the case. If you are happy with that and accept that, then it's binding on the financial firm. If you're not happy or you don't accept that determination, then you are free to walk away and pursue the dispute in other ways. But what we find is most of the time we're able to resolve the dispute. And I guess if we go back a step, uh, you know, if I've got an issue with my bank or a superannuation, etc., I guess I contact them first and say, look, I'm not happy about this or that. We try and come to some agreement. Then I say, well, look, this isn't uh, satisfactory for me. And then I say, contact you. Well, that's right, Peter. So the first thing is, if you've got a dispute with your bank or other financial firm, then they are required in law to have what's called an internal dispute resolution process. So it's no good just saying, look, I don't agree with this. I'm not happy with this. You need to say, I want to make a a formal complaint or I want to go through your dispute resolution process and have that looked at as a internal dispute. They're they're required to have a process to publish information about that and to follow certain rules with regard to that. For example, they have to resolve that issue or try and resolve that issue within 30 days. So, that's the period of time they've got. And very often what you'll find, uh, particularly with a larger firm, is that they'll have It'll go then to a different team who will look at the issue again. So it's not just a dispute with the person or who you've been dealing with. It really gets escalated within the business. And quite a lot of the time, things are then resolved. But if they're not, then you can come through to our organization, which is uh, AFCA, AFCA. And our role is to, as I said, try and resolve the issue. And we find in most cases, we're able to reach a solution that both the consumer and the financial firm agree with. Now, you just issued your, I guess, your annual report, we could call that. And, and complaints were up about 3% from the last year to or from the year before to this year? Yeah, it's been busy. So we've, um, if you look at the last financial year, we received more than 72,000 complaints. Mm. Uh, so that's up 3%. 
um, on the previous year. You look at, for example, the top four four biggest banks. Um, we had twenty thousand complaints in respect of those. The top four general insurers, nine thousand four hundred complaints. So you can see a lot of issues around credit, a lot of disputes around banking issues, um, but also a lot of issues with insurance claims as well. And I guess along those lines, David. Um Given the horrible last 12 months or so with things like fires and floods, insurance has been something that a lot of people have been touched by. Well, that's right. So many people, Peter, and it's been, you know, desperately um, desperate for many communities and people impacted. So we've seen um, unprecedented numbers of natural disasters and the obviously the floods in New South Wales and Queensland have been devastating. And so, yes, we've had a doubling of complaints um, with regard to natural disasters, but we're, we're also seeing increased levels of complaints uh, in other insurance areas as well. I think the insurers um, have been a bit overwhelmed, to be honest, with the um, the volumes coming through. So there's been a lot of issues with delay in complaints handling. Now, some of that is because any of you who have you know, had repairs done on your car or have perhaps had any renovations done or any changes done at home will know that there's, you know, the supply change issues and delay in getting parts and and getting um, uh, some of those services. So, some of that is outside the control of the insurers. But but in other areas, we've seen um, situations where actually they should have been on top of the game and more, more prepared for this. So we're really working with them to try and resolve those issues of delay as they're coming through. Another area, Peter, we've seen a lot, a big increase, unfortunately, in is scams. And mm. I know this is something everybody's talking about in the media. And often this is coming to us because what people are finding is that there's been transactions either on their credit card or their bank account that they didn't authorize or they thought they were paying uh, a legitimate business and they've ended up paying you know a scammer um, by mistake and so we're finding a different mixed practice really amongst the banks and credit providers there and so quite a lot of complaints coming through we've had you know, six and a half thousand complaints last year about these unauthorized transactions on accounts. And so that's mm-hmm. deeply concerning. And the, the scammers are getting more and more sophisticated as well. You know, any of us could be scammed. It, it's it's not, there's no shame in this. It's a really insidious practice that's going on out there. So for example, you know, with more of more people at home, perhaps uh, shopping, uh, you know, remotely and having stuff delivered to us, we're seeing, you know, scams pretending to be Australia Post on deliveries. Yeah. We're seeing scams at the moment about COVID boosters. We've had scams about flu shots. So I think we really do say to people, be very careful. You know, if it, don't give out any of your bank details freely, you know, if you're unsure in any way, then actually don't respond at that point in time, pause and look into this or get some advice. I guess the other thing is, David, I guess um, you know, in the old days, you get your um, uh, monthly statement from your bank. So if you're using your credit card and of course, uh, you know, 30 days could have gone past and you, then you're checking up on your transactions. I guess these days with uh, phone banking and internet banking, you can keep a bit more close an eye on the uh, transactions that are taking place just in case uh, something gets triggered and you think, hang on, that doesn't seem right. Let me follow that up. You're absolutely right, Peter. And you know, with these issues as well, that um, 
you know, sometimes it'll be a small transaction and then they increase the transaction. So you're absolutely right. Sometimes there are issues about, you know, people delaying and notifying the, the bank or the credit card that there were unauthorized transactions. Well, it's really important to keep an eye on those accounts. You can get alerts often set as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. they alert you, you know, the credit cards, you can get alerts to tell you when there's any transaction that's gone on your credit card. You know, those are the sorts of things that I would encourage people to do. Also, there is something, uh, if you're making a transaction online, there's something called pay, uh, pay ID, pay ID, um, that you can sign up to. Uh, and this is again, uh, where they verify who the account is that you're dealing with. Because often you're putting in a BSB number and an account number, but it may not be linked to the business you think it is. And the mm-hmm. banks are not automatically checking this. There's a big debate about whether they should, but at the moment they're not automatically checking it. So if you sign up to pay ID, then that gives you some protection. And we saw, I think last year, about $127 million was scammed out of people who made these online transactions through their bank account, put in what they thought was the right BSB and account number, and it was being given to them by scammers, and it wasn't the company they thought it was. Mm-hmm. So it's a big problem out there. So again, these are some of the things people can do to protect themselves. And I guess the thing is with that 127 odd million they're just those that uh, we find out about. That absolutely. Probably that, uh, come forward because they're too embarrassed to sort of say, oh, my God, had. You're absolutely right, Peter. A lot of people, I mean, we all feel terribly fooled or cheated in these situations. A lot of people feel, you know, really embarrassed about it and don't come forward. But, you know, honestly, there's no shame in this. We, we, we shouldn't let these people get away with it. You know, if you've been a victim of this, it's no shame. Please come forward. We can often try and do something to help you. Um, That's a great do, point. That, do that, report that, it. Yeah. yeah. David, we should have mentioned probably right from the start or certainly earlier, you, your service is free, isn't it? So uh, It is, if yeah. an issue with my institution and I come and see you, uh, I don't get charged by you guys. You don't at all. So it's free for anybody to use. There's no fees. There's no charges through the process. The way it works is we're a not-for-profit organisation, independent organisation, but we were set up by the government to try and give people access to a fair resolution. So we know for most people going to court is just too difficult and it's it's expensive. And even if you're able to do it or get assistance to do it, then the costs involved can be massive. And the risk if you lose is you get a cost order against you. So the aim is that this is a free service that's an alternative to court. Nobody has to use it, but if you do, uh, then it's absolutely free for you to use. Every financial firm that has a Australian financial services license, so the banks, the insurers, but also all the financial advisors and others, they have to be a member of AFCA and they have to fund it. So it's not that they're voluntarily choosing to do this, they have to do it. And the reason it's done that way is so it's free for consumers. That doesn't influence the outcome at all. Um, Over 70% of matters, people get resolution in their favor. And last year alone, we awarded over $200 million in compensation to consumers. Mm, That's very comforting to know. Yeah, excellent. Now, you've got a toll-free number if people want to give that a call. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Peter. So 931 
Yep, that's right. And the website is AFCA, AFCA, AFCA.org, O-R-G dot A-U as well. Um, But you can give us a call on the free phone number 1-800-931-678. We can, um, over the phone, we can lodge the application for you um, and take all your details and provide it in that way. So we do a lot of that. We're very happy to do that. Uh, Similarly, that's a good workaround, isn't it? Yeah. Similarly, the website, the text Mm. can be dynamically scaled on the website as well. So, um, and again, we can provide information in large print font size um, if that's needed as well. David sounds like you can do a great job. So, uh, thank you for being on our side, if you like. Uh, Certainly, uh, we uh, we need support and uh, we need protection. And that sounds like Africa provide that. Thank you so uh, thank you so much for speaking to us, and hopefully, we can catch up with you again in the future just give us your contact details again and we'll also put them up on our facebook page of people of ministers so they can go there to uh, uh, get them as well absolutely peter always really happy to talk to you and and uh, have a great day everybody all right so the toll uh, the toll free number 1-800-931-678 or afca afca.org.au and we'll put those up on our facebook page that's david lock great to have met david this evening David is the Ombudsman and the Chief Executive Officer for AFCA. This podcast was made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org for information on Vision Australia Radio, news, interviews, reviews and more of our podcasts. varadio.org